Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes and TV Junkies. Fuck you, dude. Welcome back, Couch <laughs> Potatoes and TV Junkies. To Picked Up, the TV Pilot Review Podcast. My name is Rich. I'm your weekly host, and I'm joined every other week by a, a usually a very welcome and lovely guest. This week, one decided to barge his way onto the fucking show, as he is prone to do. What's up? And if you listen to uh, uh, one of our other arcade audio shows, um, you know him well. You 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 know him. You you might like him. Chances are you might hate him because that's the theme of his other show. <laughs> On the other line, uh, all the way from New York City, R.J. Mills. What's up? Hey, bud. How you doing? <laughs> Oh. It's gonna be a weird one. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think that's too far off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Great. Uh, uh. Well, welcome to the show. Um, you are our only our second call in, uh, in picked up history. <laughs> um. Uh, first being mullet, which was on very short notice. You uh, reached out to me very shortly after we announced we're going with uh, different co-hosts every week. Yeah, that did happen. I was very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, I was excited because that just meant that people listen to the show. And, and, uh, you know, yay. (laughs) I'm not just screaming into the abyss. Um, it's a great one. I love this show. Well, uh, how are you? I f- I'd feel remiss without asking how how are you doing on RJ Hates Wrath? Ah, oh, not well. <laughs> Friends from the neighborhood got a vendetta against me, bud. I don't know what I did to them, other than everything. Yeah, I, I feel like you know exactly what you did to them. Um, it's like I'm not trying. This isn't supposed. I was supposed to work out. It's just I should have expected it. It's all right. It's it's gonna be okay. I have a feeling uh, it's all gonna have a happy ending, which also just terrifies me that like there definitely is a feeling that there's gonna be an ending. Yeah. Oh, there's absolutely going to be an ending. Either Tope gives up forever, or uh, significantly less likely, I decide to like rap. <laughs> or you get taken out. Uh, or, oh, God. I really should stop saying I'm glad Biggie is dead. You know, I was going to say this off air, and this, yeah. isn't, this isn't like a network note. This is a listener. This is more like a listener feedback. It makes me uncomfortable every time mm-hmm. you wish someone was dead. No, it's just one guy who just happens to already be dead. No, no. It's okay. No, 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 Tope. It's okay. No, Tope. No, you do listen. (laughs) Every week we say he doesn't listen, but you do listen. We're only part of Arcade Audio for now. For now. Um, It's not the only bad decision I've made. So I'm not going to ask you what rap songs you've been listening to lately. I will ask you. Uh, what you watching, dude? What do you, what do you, uh, what do you, what shows do you watch on the reg? What's on your sketch? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So the only thing that I that I watch regularly, uh, that I would love to talk about for a full hour is uh the Spike original uh, tattoo elimination game show, Ink Master. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. Every week. Okay. One of thirty contestants will tattoo a person, a human being. Chances are it's going to be a terrible tattoo for $100,000, a feature in Ink Magazine, and the title of Ink Master. With your host, Dave Navarro. I I feel like Ink Master is is the mathematical antithesis in in any way you want to create an equation for culture and and 
and any and and being to the Great British yeah. Bake Off. Oh, it's like the if exact you were to in every way. if you were to like hit the like um like that Photoshop effect, like where you can see the negative of a picture, that would be the mm-hmm. negative of Great British Bake Off as Ink Master. It's just like Dave Navarro and Mary Berry are just the exact God. opposite human being. Oh in every my way. God! I God, I would. I would watch that show if they'd ever did one together. That, That'd be great. That'd be the saddest thing to ever <laughs> happen in front of a camera. There's been a lot of sad things that happen in front of a camera. Um, so, the I mean, those shows have a natural fascination, I think, in the idea that you actually do have to enlist people to get tattoos that mm-hmm. have a very high probability well, maybe not a very high probability, but higher. Yeah, you could say very high probability. I mean, definitely a lot higher than if you actually go out and do your own research to get your own shit done of being yeah. like awful or, 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 or fucked up in some way. Yeah. Like, is that no? It's um, is that a big element of it? Is like the NASCAR car crash hockey fights aspect of it? It's just like we can see something that shouldn't happen happen. One hundred percent. Just, just yes. Okay. Cool. In every definition. Think of it this way: because it's a competition, uh, oftentimes uh, after the flash challenges, which, by the way, have nothing to do with tattoos, uh, some contestants get to decide what other contestants have to do in like style, oh, or Jesus. sometimes they're given a really bad canvas who wants like a butt tattoo, oh. or it's just like they're setting them up to fail. But here's the thing. These are really dumb people that are going into a room saying, I'm perfectly fine getting a tattoo, having zero idea what the the theme is going to be. Sometimes they don't even know what the subject matter is. They're just getting a free tattoo. So these are smart people. You have no pity for them. This is just natural selection, bud. point that doesn't make me want to watch it anymore but that is that that's a compelling argument no here's the thing there's so many subtle just great great parts of the show for example dave navarro is a terrible judge he's really bad at the job but they keep letting him do it is he a, a judge or a host who hosts it he's a judge what is Along with two other actual tattooers who know what they're talking about and often disagree, it's up to yeah, sorry, it's up to Dave Navarro to quite often break ties and decide who's going home that week. Oh God, <laughs> it's so bad. I are there at least like characters that you you try to follow, or is there is it just it's all just trash? Oh, it's all just trash. Okay. It's absolutely trash. Okay. But like you still you you pick favorites. Sure. You're glad. Yeah, it's all on Netflix, bud. Start with season four. It's, it's really good. <laughs> it doesn't get good till season four. Just like the wire. It does not here. Yeah, no, it, but the wire it with the wire or with, you know, a normal show, it's much more often more script and acting than anything else. But with Ink Master <laughs> You, you only start watching when they got this new fresh batch of editors who really know what they're doing. <laughs> and that's season four. There is... Sorry, man. No. I, uh, the fact that you've brought it down even to the subtlety of the reality editing does show me that you, you do have a concept of nuance and subtlety. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and I think in, especially in the genre of reality, be it competition or just whatever, um, like mm-hmm. the editing is, is king. Like there are Emmy yeah. nominees and, and categories for hosts and show, but like give those fucking, like put them on the main show, the reality show editors. That's who needs right? the shine. They make, they, they are the storytellers. They- they're the only reason you're watching. 
if not for all that foley and all those like really dramatic like zooms and everything that they know how to do that you don't even notice Mm -hmm. you would not be watching the voice you would not be watching survivor you would not be watching any of this shit but you'd still be watching the great british baking show that's you would still be watching that you got him right that's just that's just great that's just pleasant watching i actually you know have you heard of the great american baking show i i was doing a little bit of just like light research on Great British oh. Bake Off and noticed that they did try to do an American spinoff and I did not see favorable comments. Oh God. I think Mary Berry's still on it. That well which is weird. Because I know like on the absolute newest season, like they switched networks and everything. And the only one that stayed on the show was Paul Hollywood, which no one likes fucking Paul. <laughs> um so no. I guess she'd be free for it. Um, but aside from Ink Masters, is there any good God? Please tell me there's other things you watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's keep the British thing going. I just finished The Crown. That's you know what? Not bad. That is a Netflix original, correct? It is a Netflix original, uh, starring uh, Matt Smith. The cast is fan fucking tastic. Uh, and I'm trying to remember the guy who played Winston Churchill, uh, but it just it's escaping me. Uh, Harry and the Hendersons, uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, John Lithgow. Um, yes, John Lithgow. Sure. And he is fan-fucking-tastic. I think he got a Best Supporting Actor nomination out of it. Yes, he did. I saw that they get a couple of Emmy noms. Um, I mean, John Lithgow yeah. in anything. Like, I still haven't watched any of Dexter, but all, the only thing of Dexter I do want to watch is his season because I know he is in a season. Oh, is it season four? I want to say maybe five, and it is absolutely the best season. I mean, of that show, hundred percent. Would it be fair to say like that if I have but a middling interest in that show, that's really all I need to watch? Absolutely not. The first season is gold. And uh, it you you cannot start that show mid like in the middle absolutely not. But I know the premise. I know, but here's the but thing. I know it's the premise. Good. It's good. Mm. It's also <laughs> it's Miami, so, so it's right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like not. It's Miami. Miami. No, no, that's what I was gonna say. It's Miami in an accurate way. <laughs> in in a way that they shot it in L.A. Yeah, no, it's, they don't need to shoot it. I'm just saying there are just as many palm trees as there should be, all right? Just as much cocaine, just as much syringes on the sidewalk. It's Miami. <laughs> all right, well, I mean, yeah, then 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 that does sound accurate. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I recognize anyone else from this show, but I mean, I mean. The Crown? How many episodes are there in the season? I'm pretty sure it's one 10 episode season, uh, which is kind of a trend for Netflix. Oh, shit. Right? Didn't Stranger uh, Things do It depends. That? Like, I think Str- Stranger Things was like eight episodes. Uh, Luke oh, Cage was right. like 13. So it really just depends on. Yeah, but who watched that? Um, Jared Harris is in it. Uh, he was um, on Mad Men. Did, you didn't watch Mad Men, did you? I, I watched the first season. And I told myself I would finish it, and I just never did. Well, you're only denying yourself, my friend. Um, so what's I what's know. so good about the crown? <laughs> oh God, just I I for one, same in the exact same vein <laughs> as the Great British Speaking Show. Uh, love some good fine British passive aggression. Just. <laughs> Just like subtly everyone hates each other, but no one will say anything to another character's face. And you're just watching all these characters piss each other off more and more every season in a very well thought out and executed plot, I have to say. But it's still just fucking like these. Everybody sucks. Everybody sucks. And it's. It's not until. Is it like all like. Sorry, is it all, like, fictionalized, or, like, what is the, like, like what time period are we talking about? I need to know more. I need to know more. Yeah, so do you know, like... I literally know nothing about the show. 
Oh, dude. Okay, so to the best of my knowledge, it is uh entirely uh like historically accurate. And it is the story of Queen Elizabeth II, the present queen, as she's like when she got the crown, her coronation, her first few years in office. It's like this queen, how she became the queen. This queen. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Right. The pilot sucks, so it would be very bad for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But it gets there. Fair enough. You will hate the fucking pilot. But, like, hold out to episode three and you're golden. You're solid. You're in. You're sold. Okay. Um, You'll never watch it. I, well, <laughs> you know, I, there, I still have a lot to watch. I still have Jessica Jones to watch. I still have season two of Daredevil to watch. I still have... Ah... Uh, uh, that's That's about all on my play right now on top of everything that i currently watch um yeah what you watching bud what am i watching uh well let's see it helps that westworld season one ended and that walking dead is on uh hiatus um that helps free up some time aside from that i'm watching some sitcoms and whatnot that are pithy and not really too much worth talking about um and I also, I talked about it on last week's Elevator Pitch. Um, I'm watching on Netflix, and I think this is very pertinent uh, to who I'm speaking with right now. I watched this four-part miniseries called The Evolution of Hip Hop. Oh, with uh, LL Cool J right on the, on the thumbnail, right? Uh, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Which you don't even really get to LL until, like, the like more than halfway through the third episode um because it doesn't really go to, uh-huh. until uh like the last episode is when it kind of like goes to the west coast and like talks about sort of how it becomes what it is today but it is fucking fascinating um just to like the degree to which they like went into the minutia of like beat by beat how this genre was born and like what it came from and the techniques that people experimented with and everything it is so fucking good and fascinating really okay yeah. and I'm, I'm down that was a great that was a great sell it and each episode's like 40 something minutes um it's uh-huh. it is fucking rock solid um okay yeah check it check it out and like also, like, episode three just is very disarming and, like, in how damn funny it is. I found myself just, like, rolling in laughter several times from, like, shit I can't even remember. Like, some, like, run DMC shit and stuff. It's fucking great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Watch that. Would I like it? Watch it in secret and then blow Tope's mind, <laughs> like, for the next fucking year. <laughs> What Tope is gonna listen to this to this episode? <laughs> gonna hear it well, in like three or four days. This is this will this will actually be the test to see if he actually listens, or if he knows how to play yeah. along. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm actually really excited about that. I'm gonna watch that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, exactly for that reason to blow Tope's mind. Um, there's this one sequence where they're talking about like, uh. Uh, the big blackout that New York had in the uh, late seventies, early eighties. And like, yeah, because it was a blackout, there was like a shit ton of like looting and stuff like that. And as bad as that was for local business owners, which I'm sure it was pretty bad. um, (laughs) The genre of hip hop exploded a week later. (laughs) Because everyone had turntables and speakers and shit. It was great. Yay! <laughs> That's how art gets made. Honestly, though, like, yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, I almost watched the pilot of vinyl. I, <laughs> I'm i assuming that's how it, it started, too. <laughs> I, 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 dude, I feel like a lot of people almost watched the pilot of vinyl. 
I know. And then said, ooh, the night of. I heard a lot about that. Yeah. God, it's just like, it's, it is crazy that uh, HBO is held to such a high standard that if it's not gold, like Westworld gold, it immediately just falls by the wayside. Or. That's hard. Or it's very bronze, but it has the rock on it. And you give it a third <laughs> season. God. Which they're actually God. moving bringing it back to, to what Dexter did, they're moving production of that show from Miami to L.A. because it got too expensive for them to shoot in Miami, and L.A. is giving better tax oh. credits. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So They're keeping The Walking Dead in Georgia, though, right? Uh, I mean, as far as shooting in Georgia, yeah. I doubt they're ever going to leave Georgia. Yeah. Um, I just, it gets frustrating to me whenever I listen to people talk about the show and they still refer to it as taking place in Georgia. When they haven't been in Georgia in like fucking four years. Oh, well, it's awkward. I'm just <laughs> still has that peach finicky. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that though. It's like yeah, Los, fuck Los Angeles. <laughs> Yo, fuck out. I mean, no, but you know, um, yeah. no, fuck Los Angeles. It's no. not a great town. No. Oh, I got... I'm not alienating any listeners right now, am I? Uh, I'm the one who caught heat for throwing shade at LA the first time. Mind you, I've never been there. You have, so you at least yeah. have, like, a fucking foot to stand on. Yeah. Um, I live there. It's not great. It's all right, man. You live in, uh... Well, you live in New York City Greatest now, Greatest so. city in the world. Eh. Um, <laughs> that's... They actually did that at the Chicago production. Uh, the greatest city in the world, and the whole audience went, eh. <laughs> yeah okay this is definitely off brand but you saw the chicago yeah. hamilton cast tell me everything uh without giving away any spoilers for someone who wants to see it sure uh well i mean you've obviously listened to the soundtrack and you know what happens right i do yes okay so i'd only be spoiling like visual cues and stuff like that for you which is fine because i could only see about 40 percent of the stage from the seats that we had which uh, we're not complaining because it was in the lottery and we paid 10 bucks for them so not oh. fucking complaining at all but oh, we were God. right in front of the fucking speakers in like a uh like one of those box seats um oh, no yeah oh, so no. like Cons to that were the obvious, like you couldn't see a goddamn thing. Pros, you were right by the speakers, so you could like sing along and no one really notice. Uh, and like you That's get that great. thumping bass, which is pretty cool. So, you know, you always yeah, try to like did. look on the bright side of things. Um, oh, I'm so fucking mad. Here I am sitting a mile away from the actual Broadway theater, and I will never see that show in that theater unless I want to pay. And this is true. A minimum of 850 bucks asking price for the orchestra. No, uh, these days. And that's if no lottery. See, okay. There is a lottery. Yeah. There is a lottery for the exact same seats every night. Do you know what those seats are? Rough city. The front row. What? They never sell a front row seat. It goes entirely to the lottery every night. Because it's a it is a rough angle. It's a rough angle, but it's the fucking front row. You get spit on. Who cares? No, I'm saying like you get spit on and anointed with yeah, that spit. No, I was saying that in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, that's the New York lottery. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was fucking special to be there because again, another like pro to having such shitty seats is is it makes you fucking want to go back really bad to see what the rest of the show looks like. And, yeah. and it's also like when you put it in that context you're basically just at like a live concert of the of the soundtrack at that point um oh you're so right and i would because i i want to believe this to be true um i i the the first act specifically um 
it has a lot much more it has much more uh uh like sort of harder grittier hip hop in it and uh, uh i i want to believe that the chicago production is like a touch more like grimy you know and more like fucking yeah like just fucking harder you know like it's probably not chicago. the case yeah cuz i like the word you're looking for is more Chicago. More Chicago. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because, like, sure, yeah. that should also be New York, but it's also Broadway. And shit on Broadway has to be polished, you know? Yeah. And whereas, like, Chicago could get away with that. Um, and from everything I've heard, um, the actor that played Burr in Chicago, Joshua Henry, is every bit as good, if not better, than Whoa. Leslie Odom Jr. That's not me saying that. That is a fucking claim. It's it's everything that oh I've heard God. from people who have seen both. What? Fucking, I mean, yeah. Hold on. Back up. You know someone who's seen both? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that person. Not Not like personally, but like on Facebook. Like, you barely, it's, oh, uh-huh. yeah, we had a class together or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, that shit. Yeah. Well, fuck them. <laughs> Hope they're listening. Um, so that's just crazy to fucking think about. And, and good God, um, there's just so much that goes into what I was able to see. There's, like, so many little things that were just fucking amazing. And, like, if you pick up on certain positions and like where someone like mainly stays in the first act and then like where they mainly stay in the second act or there's just so much there's so so it's so thick and juicy and every time i i talk to someone who tells me that they're not gonna they're not listening to the soundtrack because they're waiting to see the show live one you're just you're gonna you'll never listen to you're never gonna hear it then for like yeah. fucking 10 years uh and you're a two, dumbass <laughs> and two you're gonna be spending so much time just trying to wrap your head around the words the amazing words that are coming out of everyone's mouth you're gonna miss fucking 50 percent of the show just trying to fucking like yeah dude get everything that's happening um you're and so 100% i try percent right yeah and the best way that I've heard the album described as far as like not making yourself do that is approach the album, the soundtrack as a concept album as like a concept hip hop album. That's going to tell a story from start to finish. Cause that's basically what it is. Um, yeah, dog. Uh, yeah. Hit that lotto, man. I, I don't know what else to tell you. I know. The worst part, it's an internet lotto, so everyone can do it from, like, the warmth of their bedroom in, like, 90 seconds. Yeah. So everyone does. That's what I did at work. I, I have a post-it note on my computer that says 9 a.m. ham, um, and and every day I'll enter the lotto. The, the day that I won the tickets, I actually forgot to do it in the morning, and the cutoff is 2 o'clock. And I had like a meeting at at two o'clock, uh, and so like it was like ten till, and I know, and I realized like, oh shit, I didn't. I'm kind of busy tonight. We got a show later on this week. I got to learn my lines. Yada yada yada. Ah, fuck, I don't know. Uh, what are the chances I even get it anyway? So whatever, I'll just I'll just enter, and then like the meeting starts. Oh, the story's so good. And the meeting <laughs> oh starts, God. and I get the email, <laughs> and I'm just like dog but i i'm in a meeting so i have to like fucking play it cool oh my god your the your co-workers are assholes i you should be able to like scream that from the heavens well my immediate co-workers as soon as i got the chance uh i in our slack room i'm just like hey um uh, guess who uh won the oh, lotto fuck yourself and then <laughs> word spread around the office and I became both celebrated and derived. Uh, yeah. Derive? Derision? Derision. Yeah, that's it. I, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun night. It was God, a dude. fun way to spend a night. 
does the Chicago stage also spin? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a turntable. It's like a double turntable. There's like one in the middle, and then there's a larger turntable. Oh uh, yeah. God, I just what do we do here? <laughs> Every week, uh, I pick. I have. Uh, I pick a co-host, and they have the distinct privilege to pick a show off of uh collider's best pilots of the 2000s of the aughts if you will um and when rj reached out to me i hit him up with the list um and uh you arrived at a show we'll talk about that show after the break after the break we will be talking about what we watched this week and that was 2007's abc hour-long drama pushing daisies So what's your what's your what's your background with pushing daisies? Did you were you on it like from the start? Absolutely, or what? immediately from the start. Watched every episode. The last season sucked, but you know what? That's how shit gets canceled. It's fine. It's so fucking good. The first couple seasons were. You mean good. the second season sucked? Yeah. There were shut up. There were two seasons. Damn it! Shut up! <laughs> You're immediately. You are immediately ruining whatever point you're making it's so good though that one season is so good Kristen fucking chenoweth uh so like you just like what saw the commercial and you're like yes this is for me this show is what i am supposed to watch oh no dude i was like 10 it came out in 2007 you were you were oh. in the high school oh yeah i was i don't know can't remember i almost said i don't I almost said you were in college, but I was in college. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't remember it, uh, but I was just like, I was so fucking sold, dude. It, I think, honestly, it was probably just this gay boy's love for Kristen Chenoweth that sold me. So, yeah, Doug, I've, I knew about this show as much as I knew it was a television show. Okay. I didn't know jack shit else about this show. So you definitely weren't expecting what you got. I didn't know what to expect. I came in as a complete blank slate. And uh, um, it was, so I'll say, man, how do I? It's fucking weird. How do I? Well, right, which is totally welcome. Um, it's. <sighs> yeah. There's so much about the show that I like. How about let's do this? Okay. How about you make me give you three things I like about this show? <laughs> All right. Three things you like, or should we do the segment, Why Should I? <laughs> no, okay. All right. For, for real, though. For real, though. There's a lot that I really liked about this show. I think my biggest thing about the show was it, the whole time I was watching it, I felt like it, it would have been a better better formatted as a movie does that make sense yeah well yes i mean take for example the color saturation alone which is saturation which you'll find in like uh (laughs) moonrise kingdom you know that kind of shit so i see what you're saying Mm -hmm. like that doesn't mean it's not welcome on the small screen no for sure well and that's why it was it was I think that it, it was deserving of its spot on the list for best pilots because it is so different. It's so stark in contrast. Um, it's it's just kind of like a welcome, like kick in the nuts of like fresh air, and and um, and it's just. But because it's so high concept, and holy shit, this is like your highest of high concepts. If you didn't watch the show and if you didn't listen to the elevator pitch last weekend, yeah. your main character. Yeah. <laughs> can bring something back to life that just died by touching it. And then within a minute, if he doesn't touch it again to kill it, 
something else in the vicinity dies. Yeah. Someone else. He has to touch dies. it a second um, time to kill it because if he doesn't touch it, yes. it just goes on living and then something else takes its place in death. What? Yes. And 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 then the so that's the conceit of the show and then the premise of the show is is that character is teamed up with a private investigator and they basically figure out how to uh, they they get to the body ask him who killed him and then collect reward yeah. money um in less than a and minute. that is <laughs> That is a higher fucking concept than Willie Nelson. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, and and so combine that with how stylized the show was. As you said, how, how saturated all the colors were. And not only that, but just like the style of, of, of dialogue. And trust me, I love stylized dialogue. Dude. I'm a fucking... I'm a I'm a little Aaron Sorkin boy. Oh, yeah. What can I say? It was half-ass like but, iambic pentameter. <laughs> yeah. And and for that that reason like for those reasons alone, I definitely couldn't see myself binging this show uh without like just fucking shoving pie into my fucking eyeballs. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like on a week-to-week basis, I can see this sort of being a nice little like escape, but I, I especially because this uh, pilot was also directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, um, and and I just all those things put together, I could just see this more so being a movie. Which, with how popular it was and how much of a of an audience it had, like at least a a, a cult loving audience, I'm surprised it hasn't had like some sort of Netflix movie or something like that. That's a really um, good. Do point. you know who Barry Sonnenfeld is? Uh, no. Um. He is, and as soon as I I list off these movies, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, of course he did this. Yeah. Um. He the the two biggest properties he's probably known for are the Adams Family movies oh, and the Men in Black. Movies. Oh my God! Yes. So mm-hmm. if you liked either of those, like you're 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 at least going to be interested in this shit. <laughs> you at least have the attention. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I get it. No, Um, it is. It would make a great movie like modern day. And and halfway through the episode, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, who is doing this? Fuck. This feels like some sort of fucking bootleg Bobo brand Tim Burton. And then I looked it up and it's Barry Sonnenfeld. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who else would come up with the boutique travel travel boutique? There was a lot of that in this episode as far as like that sort of not quite palindrome like palindrome of words but not like of letters yeah. um there was that there were the uh what were the mermaid sisters names again uh the darling like the name of their act the, no the darling mermaid darlings <laughs> yeah 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 and, and then there was like a couple other lines that did the same thing like that was a big sort of reoccurring uh uh device i guess um it definitely did some cute things um I think another thing that would get kind of wearing on me from week to week, and you might be able to tell me as to whether or not it does, is getting, I I could see myself getting bummed out because I love Kristen Chenoweth so much at like just dragging out a love triangle where like she'll never, there's never any satisfaction on any ends. Would it help if I told you that, I, either in the second or third episode she gets her own number and sings hopelessly devoted to you in its entirety to the camera <laughs> yeah 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 that fuck god damn it yeah. the whole song the whole fucking song yeah. and she does a great does, job of course she does yeah does she, so does the show break out in a musical often? No, that was literally the only time. The only. But wow. she's not alone. Um, she has the golden retriever. True. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. So who's all also right. dead? Yes. Um, I loved 
Kristen Chenoweth in the show. You know what I love the most? Um, And they do this to Kristen Chenoweth a lot is that she is so, so short. She literally in this mm -hmm. episode had to stand on a table just to be eye level and look like a human being. Well, that's also because Lee Pace, we'll get to him, is like fucking six foot four or some shit like that. And she's literally like five feet flat. Yeah. No, yeah. She's, I, no, she's a four, eight, four, seven. Come. Jesus Christ. Come on, high school, RJ. You got this. Um, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't know you to call yourself out that much, but um, I, I like this. <laughs> uh, who, what, um, Oh, all right, so what was uh I don't know what were some of your favorite scenes of of the pilot? All right, uh, all right, so definitely the the mom like coming back. So uh for 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 the uninitiated, uh the way that he finds out that he has this power is his dog Digby gets hit by a semi somehow remains completely intact. <laughs> guts aren't everywhere nope. dog's fine he touches the dog on the road laying dead and the dog's back okay cool so that means all the, that he can bring things back to life uh cut to later that day when his mom has an aneurysm and she dies and so he touches her and that's when he starts thinking oh this is just what my love life's gonna be and that shit's sad that shit's really really sad and i guess like forcing a character to adapt uh, adopt like how weird he is in such a like a way that hits home it sold me it sold me it was a great start to the show i think that was another thing that i just kind of saw myself being bummed out about was just how like just how resigned you have to be and just it's so fatalistic no absolutely it's like it's a great concept and an idea but like week in and week out i could see myself just getting fucking bummed out that this guy he's never able he's never gonna fucking be able to get laid and i get that no i get that but think of it this way how else were they going to get like everything out in this pilot they wanted to in like a happier tone and still feel accomplished at the end of the day I can promise yeah. you the rest well, of the show is much more playful. Sure. sure. And it, you could definitely tell that it was going to have a very playful tone. Um, but also, like, so it's one thing you set up like, oh, there could be a will they, won't they between uh, Lee Pace and, and Kristen Chenoweth. But then you literally bring Homeboy's childhood crush, his first kiss, back from the dead. Yep. And he cannot touch her in any way shape or form or she will be dead again as she's as as chuck played by uh, anna freel mm-hmm. and um and 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 that's all you're doing is just it's just fucking like a a, a cloud just a cloud just hanging over this oh, whole show no, rich and and are they gonna be able to juggle There's that so for the whole time I, I mean there's so uh, much the dead well, it doesn't sort dad. of become for all of us who aren't so obsessed oh, with God. fucking and physical touch like you apparently are, there's no, a there's really that as well. No. <laughs> there's a good relationship there. I mean, because all I, I, all this is so like fresh in the mind because towards the end of the episode, one of the big things is how they would behind their back hold, hold their own hands, so it was like <laughs> holding their hands. That shit was stupid. Um, the whole thing also uh, narrated by Jim Dale who, um, while I don't, he's probably done like a million fucking awesome things that we all do know and should know off the top of our uh, heads. Um, The thing I know him from most, and I feel like these have been recorded by like a billion different accomplished British actors, Mm -hmm. um, but the audiobook versions of Harry Potter that I listened to were narrated by Jim Dale. Oh, that's cool. And they were fucking great. Oh shit, that's really cool. That would be a great audiobook yeah. for like a long flight. Um I yeah, like I listened to them all and got put back like 3 years behind on podcasts, but <laughs> worth it. 
Um, so if you had to be critical of this pilot, what would you be, what would you have to be critical of? Oh my God. That's a great question. Oh, if I had any criticisms, honestly, uh, they get so into, I, I love the dialogue, but it, they get so into it. It never turns off. They duct tape that shit, that on switch. And it just, it, it does, <laughs> it does really get to your point a little exhausting. It's, it's a little too cute for its own yeah. good. Yeah, 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 it is. And oversaturated at the same time. <laughs> your senses are just like, after this episode, you kind of want to just like close your eyes and sit in a dark room for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to watch like some like fucking hard nosed drama or something like that. Like just give me some law and order to chase this with. Yeah. 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 You just watch the law and order and then you find yourself saying the facts were these and you're like, shit. Oh no. You're hooked. <laughs> the facts were these. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look up. Um, Cause also the dude who created the show and wrote it. Um, has like kind of a following and because he's done like other shows Mm -hmm. i don't know any of them um (laughs) i know he did well i'm trying to fucking get this pulled up here i know he did uh brian fuller and like he apparently has his own little fuller verse because he'll make references to past shit that he's done and other shit that he's doing um so i know he's done he did fucking Hannibal. Did you ever watch Hannibal? I didn't. I I don't really. It's a. Yeah, I don't really know anything about we it. We had it. We had it on uh, last season of Picked Up, and it is a very different show from what this is. Still highly stylized and in a very good way. Um, uh, but <laughs> very different in tone. Um. And then, yeah, he also did Dead Like Me and Wonderfalls, which I'm not familiar with. Either. Never heard of either. Of them. Um, but, I mean, dude's got a following and a vision, you know? I mean, there's at least that. Um, let's move on to uh, MVPs and LVPs. Yeah. Um, I have my nominees for both. Um, but if you'd like to, if you have anybody in mind. Uh, for either or, by all means, get us kicked off. Right. Uh, my MVP, because, God, I just love a good judgmental mortician, was the judgmental mortician. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step in and say not enough at-bats. If neither of us can provide the actor's yeah. name, I'm going to need you to, to choose Fuck. again. All right. Uh, I, there hasn't been a, a, um, as good a deadpan on television uh, until Atlanta and Paperboy. Wait, he was in Atlanta? No, no, no. I'm saying that there hasn't been a good deadpan reaction oh. until, yeah, yeah, yeah Paperboy just fucking just staring holes through motherfuckers. Gosh, that show's so good. So good. Um, all right, so that would make my MVP. God, yeah, it's Lee Pace. He's he he does great through the whole show. Oh, boy. oh no. He may be a nominee of mine. Oh god, no. He may be my LVP nominee. Ugh. And may this be like a a a bias thing? Cuz I don't like anything else he's in and I don't think he's a good actor. Maybe. But dude, I think he was a good like You didn't like him in Guardians? It's it's fucking he was literally the fucking lamest part of Guardians. And he, in the one season of Halt and Catch Fire that I watched, he sucked in that too. Uh, it's again, as a show that's apparently gone on to become very, very good. But, too bad. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm officially going to fucking call this leading man syndrome. In that you are the straight white male fucking leading man of a show and you have the burden of exposition and and plot on that character's shoulders um 
that, and I get that. I understand that's a lot. That's a heavy cross to bear, but that doesn't mean you get to not have charisma. I, the I just think he's wooden as fuck, dude. I, no, he I is. Think, but the I, character is wooden as fuck. I don't know. Is any that of the is that his excuse for every character? I didn't think he was wooden in Guardians. Man, I just uh, fuck, dude. Uh, we are so far apart on. All right, all right. This is interesting. Who's your LVP? Yeah. Uh, definitely Young Ned. According to IMDb, I mean, yeah, it's I Field guess. Kate. <laughs> oh, good job. Kids suck. Kids can't yeah. act. No, kids on ABC can't act. I have had this theory for years. ABC can't hire Go child on. actors. <laughs> Just like, think uh, about it. Please, further, further, further. Go on, elaborate. Fuck you once upon a time. Fuck you, Lost. Fuck you, every fucking ABC show that anyone ever talks about. I promise you, there is one miscasted eight-year-old. <laughs> I was literally having a conversation with somebody in the elevator out of work today about the kid in once upon a time and how bad he is. He like sucks. I was being told this cause I don't watch. God. And he's old now. I, because my boyfriend watches the show. So I like have to watch the progression of how old he's getting. Cause he's binging it. And I'm just watching this actor like this this role defined his childhood, and he is not getting any better. Fuck that kid. Kids can't act, dog. Kids can't act. And if they can, they become fucked up adults. That's just how yeah. it works. Here's a little. Yeah. Here's here's the dirty little secret about Stranger Things. Those kids weren't good actors. I mean, they were adorable. Did you really need anything else? I, them to be fucking good actors. No. Listen. When you're an adorable eight-year-old, that will get you by. I'm just saying. Sure. So is that the same problem that ABC has? They uh, cast non-talented, unadorable children? Correct. All right. Well, all right. There you go. That's the difference then. <laughs> What's your um, LVP? Well, I, I, I was hoping you would have an LVP from the, the principal cast. I already told you who my LVP nominee was. If I had to pick another one. Oh, no, I, I meant to say MVP. It would. All right. Actually, you know what? I'm going to. I'm not going to give you Lee Pace's MVP. We're going to talk about MVP in a bit. Okay. I will nominate Anna Friel as LVP. Really? Uh, Chuck. A girl yes. named Chuck. I. Yes. I di also did not like her performance as well. Um just of anyone else in that principal cast i think she handled as we talked about that dialogue was fucking special um and difficult and i think she handled it with the least amount of grace really and uh, don't watch yeah. the show then yeah man. neither of those actors changed Ooh. at all well, I know that. And and the more I fucking think about it, this is probably the thing I've liked Lee Pace in the most. Yeah. Um, he was not bad. He was not so bad. So much so to the point where I had to, like, it had to fucking dawn on me. Is that Lee Pace? And I and it's like, oh, yeah, it's fucking Lee Pace. Um, so for the fact that he almost tricked me out of realizing it was him, I guess that is good acting. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally the definition of acting. <laughs> but Anna Friel is my LVP with a bullet. Uh, my MVP? Yeah. Is my fucking dude, Chai McBride. He's great. He's fucking great. He is fucking great. He had the line of the show to me, which is like the only thing that really made me like fucking laugh out loud, was just reiterating how much the cheese did have a grassy flavor. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to, like, someone who could fucking give a workshop in understated comedic timing, Chai McBride is your fucking masterclass. Oh, 
bud. That's a great fucking. That's true. He's great. He is so underrated. I wish I would see him in more things. I feel like, like I haven't seen him in anything since like fucking like 2005, which was made me so happy to see him in the show because it means he was still getting work. But like he had just like this wheelhouse where he was able to get work from like oh two to fucking oh six. Yeah, dude. And and between like he was uh, undercover brother, uh, waiting. Uh, let's go to prison. Um, like those were like the big things that he was like in and like featured in. Um, but yeah, I I thought he was fucking great in this. Uh, he was my favorite part every time he was on screen. Um, and he also was able to be the audience surrogate to the entire show as well. In a in a very good way because usually the audience surrogate is there to like uh, uh validate you feeling like yeah this is crazy. Whereas he's there as the outsider to be like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, let's get to work. Yeah. There are many times so, in, in this show that he saved the episode in multi- in every different way yeah. I can think of. He's a, he's a great. I they can use see that. him like, to the best of his abilities. That's awesome to hear. Um, and that's also, uh, I mean, I would also, she didn't, she didn't really get a chance to do much in this episode. Um, aside from just like stand out as being Kristen Chenoweth. I know. Um, but I believe she did win an Emmy for the second season. Isn't that correct? After the show got canceled? I don't know. I do know you definitely, she gets a lot of FaceTime in, in the coming episodes. So like, I. That's I'm, good. I'm Yeah, I, I believe it. <laughs> but like, fuck, dude. She just, they did not use her in the pilot. If you have Kristen yeah. fucking Chenoweth post Wicked, you use that. And and not only that, but I could also see her um, being like the most uh, well versed and seasoned in this type of <clears throat> dialogue uh, since she was on um, like the latter seasons of uh, The West Wing, which obviously didn't have Sorkin writing them, but it was still in that style, as it yeah. were. Ugh. God, yeah, no, like she does. She gets, she gets some good lines. She, she gets a lot more story than I think you think she's gonna get, and it's fun. It's yeah. a fun fucking show. It's a really fun fucking show. Yeah, it, it did still overall have like the, the tone and and the the, I don't know. It, it did have like an incandescence to it. Um, and it was, and it's. You know, it it was definitely different from anything that was definitely on TV in 2007 or 8. And, and still different from anything that's on TV now, if I'd say so. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, I still, I st- and, and it being where it's at right now, I'm everyone's super busy. But I would, I would watch a Pushing Davies, Daisies movie. Um, yeah. If you had a question for either Brian Fuller, the creator, or Barry Sonnenfeld, the director... Um, do you know what that would be or you have anything or be, it could either be about the pilot or the show as a whole Mm, show as a whole, just like, uh, God, uh, if you had a chance to, to go about it the exact same way with all that color saturation and all that poetry and iambic pentameter and Kristen Chenoweth getting a two minute song, would you do it again? Would or would you think like, oh, this is the thing that killed the show. This is what I would have changed. Because there's any number of things that could have been, and I'll never know. But I'm sure it's just like some like stylistic choice he made that just it didn't it didn't it didn't work out, and that's ultimately what killed it. And he probably like knows what it is. I just want to know what it is too. Uh, who came up with the pie hole? Is my question. <laughs> The name of the pie restaurant. <laughs> yeah. All right. One of us has a little bit more uh, contrived question than the other. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, so uh, as you, RJ, the television watcher, yeah. and as uh, a network executive, I want you to answer both of these separately. Would you pick it up? Uh, 100% on both. Because it's so original. Well, obviously you did as a human. Yeah. Um. Despite all the things that you say about it as a watcher, 
I probably I'm I'm not gonna pick this up. Mm-hmm. If it turns out I have like huge swaths of time in my near future, maybe. But yeah, it's really gotta I gotta be really jonesing to pick it up. Um uh but as a network executive, I would especially as like if I'm working for ABC. I would try to kick this up to Disney and like get this made as a fucking movie. Yeah, I dude. don't know that I, I don't know that I green like this as 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 a TV show based off this pilot. But I want it to live somewhere else. I get that, and that is a you should be doing this job. That's a great fucking idea. <laughs> you have two seasons of experience. You're ready for the big time. <laughs> Well, uh, lo and behold, that's been the whole point of the show was to uh, become a network executive and um, have the job for two years and then get fired. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. How'd that work um, out for you, bud? Well, cool, man. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, dude, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Um, this has been a blast. Uh, I've loved I, – I did love watching the show. I love that you picked it. Um, and I love that it was you and I that talked about it. Um, yeah. What do you have going on? Where can people find you on the internet? What do you want to uh, plug, man? Oh, but do not even worry about my Twitter. Don't follow RJ. Instead, if you don't know me, you should 100% not, listening, not listen to RJ Hates Rap. Uh, at RJ Hates Rap. <laughs> uh, every Sunday, I believe... Yes, it is Sunday. We come up with a new episode uh, in which my roommate Tope forces me to listen to awful, awful music I call rap. And uh, by the end of the series, either Tope is going to uh, give up or I'm going to like rap. You'll have to listen and find out, bud. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's the audio brunch, man, as it's been described recently. Yeah. Uh, and. Yeah, in, the, in, the, in one of those five-star iTunes reviews. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, every Friday on Instagram, you could see what song they'll be doing that weekend. Um, same name, RJ Hates Rap. Um, as for us here on the show, you could always follow us at Picked Up Pod on Twitter, Picked Up Podcast on Facebook, and shoot us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play Music. Give us a rating and a review. Um, if you suggest a show, uh, obviously we have the certain conceit of the show this year, but uh, for next season, you know, we'll put it in the queue and um, hopefully we'll be able to, to properly torture somebody uh, next season the way that Tope tortures RJ every <laughs> Sunday on RJ Hates Rap. Um, and me personally, you can find me, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rich cami. Um, do head on over to, uh, arcadeaudio.net where we are a part of arcadeaudio.net for now. Uh, oh, I need to find oh you are host. listening. Oh. <laughs> you, are you saying you're only going to be on your own network for now, <laughs> for now, for now, um, Man, hey, sh- new shows don't develop themselves. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Damn so, right. So <laughs> um, head on over to arcadeaudio.net for uh, upcoming new shows, current shows, blogs, philanthropy. We, if it's cool and it should be uh, something you're interested, it's at arcadeaudio.net. Um, RJ, thank you so much for joining us here on Picked Up. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of Biggie? Are you also glad he's dead? Dog. He's one of my top five lyricists of all time. Oh, no. I'm done. That list being, <laughs> that list being number one, Method Man. God. Zero of five so far. <laughs> um... Oh God, I haven't put these in order actually, but my top five is comprised of Method Man, uh, Biggie Smalls, um, Most Def, uh, shit, Chance the Rapper these days. Fuck, um, yeah. that's four, and 
Uh, I'm gonna throw in uh, ludicrous because everyone needs some funky fun rhymes. Uh, do they? One out of five, Pac. <laughs> For the chance to rapper. Hey, hey, man. Uh, 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 ludicrous makes a lot of wrestling references, so that's mainly why. <laughs> right up your alley. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll accept. Um, cool, man. Well, thanks again so much uh for for joining us so uh for rj this is rich keep thanks for picking us up and keep your top god fuck my <laughs> goddamn mouth nose keep the dial set to awesome no tune to awesome fuck we both suck at this <laughs> for now for now <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.